Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another Moto Aftermath Show Fantasy Podcast here. We are wrapping up the final round of the Outdoor Series, wrapping up basically the entire uh, entire Fantasy Series here. Our Fantasy Podcast, once again, presented by TLR Coatings, uh, your number one custom powder coating shop. I mean, basically in the whole United States. I mean, we're just the best. That's all there is to it. Uh, but we do do shipping, so if you have parts... Make sure go check them out on Instagram, Facebook, their website, tlrcoatings.com. See what they're up to. See what they've got going on and ship your parts in and we will get you guys dialed in. Now, on the show with me here, former washed up privateer mechanic, now making pizzas on a daily basis. He is a normal co-host on the main show. Justin, what is up, man? Are you just going to change the intros every show from now Every on? single time it's going to be something different. I'm going to eventually just like I'm freestyle something crazy. I'm right. going to be like, he was mad Mike Jones mechanic the first time he did a backflip or something crazy like that. So, All right. That's cool. So anyway, and also on the line with us tonight here, uh, former, actually, you know what? We'll go with this. Future pro card holder. Training starts on <laughs> Monday here. Guys are so gay. Oh, oh gay. man, he is currently an A-class rider, whipping guys' asses currently. who have currently. a pro card. Oh wow! We that's, won't mention any names on this show, but oh. we all know who it is. Oh, it is boy. normal co-host of the show, Cole. What is up, Cole? What's up? Cole's twenty-five plus next year. Other fellow moto bros. Cole's twenty-five plus next year. I am watching the twenty-five plus class camaraderie guy over here comrade i don't even know what i'm saying comrade he's german no that's a russian comrade is a russian thing whatever down he is just stroking that thing i'm watching him i don't don't know what you're watching but that just got a little awkward there i'm uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) we're only two minutes into the show justin's already uncomfortable this is great and i have another man three inches from me listening wow that's even more awkward three now. inches exactly three inches well that's about double what he's got between his legs so oh, jesus christ <laughs> all right okay so let's anyway. uh let's get into this fantasy stuff now i tried to have the winner of our league here our buddy matt mitchell on the show tonight he was actually busy um we are going to be doing a interview with him tomorrow night and then i'm going to edit this all together so if you want to hear about the guy who won the league and was 70th overall in the championship league for pulpamex fantasy uh stay till the end of the show i'm going to try to pull some magic and work this all together uh so we'll get some insights from him on how he did picks how he's gonna play next year etc etc uh, but let's start in with our teams from Paula here. We already touched on it on the main show, uh, but we're going to obviously talk here. Now, one point I would like to touch on before we get started. 
We all know, I've told you guys multiple times, that my girlfriend Ashley plays this uh, Pulp MX Fantasy with us. She actually has been kicking my ass anyways to never hear all summer. And last week when we did the show, after I got off the phone with you guys, I actually told her, hey, babe, why don't you put a team in in case something comes up Saturday and we're busy, whatever. The words out of her mouth, and I quote, I'll never forget, you always remind me, yada, 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 right? So Saturday rolls around, I'm watching practice, she's like, oh, I have to do my picks, she starts doing her picks, I think she maybe got her 250 team in there, the kid came up, distracted her, we're halfway through the first 450 moto watching, and she goes, oh my god, I didn't finish my picks, got zero points been there straight she still beat you didn't she no i jumped i jumped way over like Uh, i was not that far behind her like i was only about 150 and i scored 361 this week so with her zero i did that however had she gotten picks in she probably would have whipped my ass eight ways to never whatever no big deal but it was just ironically funny that i told her to put a team in on wednesday thursday whenever we did the last show and she didn't do it because she always gets reminded and then no team so anyway um i will get us started here on our uh on our teams for round nine my week was absolutely atrocious uh i had two zeros i scored a grand total of 361 points mostly courtesy of my 450 team but let me start out with my 250 team so on 250s i had jared stank dog stanky scored me 74 points I then had Mitchell Falk, who pretty much screwed almost everyone I've heard of at this point, other than like you t- or Cole. You had Mitchell too, didn't you? No, I, I picked him in Colorado and scored big. Oh, anyway, most he of the people. Me a fat 100. Most of the people I've heard on zero. Pulp stuff this week, Mitchell screwed them. He scored me zero. Hunter Lawrence popped his shoulder out. I had no idea because I'm not on Twitter, uh, so he Can't scored me fair. zero. And Justin Cooper's bike broke in the second moto, so he scored me 25. So I scored a total in the 250 class between two motos on Saturday of 99 points, which is absolutely absolutely awful. Now, my 450 team was a little bit of redemption. I had Isaac Teasdale holding down the entire JGR Suzuki team with 72 points. I then had Tyler the Bear Bowers. He scored me 40 not the best, but at least it wasn't a zero. I then had friend of the show, upcoming interview, hopefully. Matt Hubert scored me a solid 100 points. And Sexton was my all-star with 50. I did not do first lap leaders. Like I said, it netted me 361 points, and I was 3,666 overall on the day. So who wants to go next? Uh, I'll let her rip. All right, speak up a little bit. Like I said, you're quiet tonight, so yell in that phone. Oh, God. I can't hear, bro. I'm deaf. I know. <laughs> All right, so I had uh, I had Stank Dog, high mentality, high score, 74. Literally high. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Justin, Justin Cooper, he kind of poopered it and just decided that his bike was going to break. or Actually, that star Yamaha was just going to make his bike quit. And... <laughs> I have I have Hunter Hunter panic button Lawrence with a zero. Um, I'm I'm really nervous about that shoulder now. He's just gonna have to go get it fixed. But he gave me zero points, and I'm devastated. 
Um, and then I had Nate Rayboy Thrasher with 72. All right. Um, and then 450 class, my new dude, Justin Rodbell with 58. Said he starts wet. I had Tyler Bowers with 40, which decent. So my 450 class was decent. Uh, Brock Tickle My Pickle at 62. Um, and then Christian Pretty Boy Craig with 50. And then I did go first lap leaders in both class. So 15 for Justin Cooper. Thank God he rode one moto. And then uh, Adam Cincidildo got me 15 as well. Well, I had 482. I have no idea which, because uh, I don't have it pulled up, what each individual guy scored. But in the 250 class, Hold I had on. I got oh, you boy. here. Yeah. You had, okay. for 250s, Hartraff scored you 72. Jerry Robbins scored you 40. Dylan Schwartz scored you 60. And Jet Lawrence got you 50. Uh, then in 450s, you had Bogle for 68. Bowers for 40. Teasdale for 72. And Christian Craig for 50. And then you had both first lap leaders of Cooper and AC for 15 points each. Yeah, what Travis said. Pretty much That's everything solid he said. Solid day, though. That's really solid. Yeah, that was a super solid day. It netted you I into mean, sixth overall in our league. And you just got dominated by like 300 points by Matt. So, you know, no big deal. Oh, we're coming well, back. To give credit where credit is due. But, Justin, you were the best of this trio. You were the oh, best of you. us. I told you that was going to happen at the beginning of Outdoors, but, you know, there's that. Oh, come on. Here we but, go. Super, super cross, super cross is going to be a whole different story. I'm going to be oh. like Super Webb just coming out and just killing me. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All look, right. We'll look here's the thing. I had a couple of bad rounds. We had a, oh. we had a bike malfunction, so wow. I didn't finish one race. We hit the wow. deck a couple of times, and boom, that knocked us out of the championship fight. It's totally fine. We're coming back in 2021, solid as go. ever. And uh, we're going to dominate. Okay, we'll see. We'll that's, see. I mean, that's pretty much what's going to happen. I mean, okay, if, if we want to talk about domination here, let's get into our TLR coatings. Serico high temp, hot picks for last week, which neither of you paid me for when we filmed the show on Monday, so you both still owe me five bucks. Uh, well... <clears throat> Justin owes me 20 bucks because he said Max Anstey was going to win a moto, and I said, <laughs> no way in fucking hell. So just take my five bucks out of that and give me 15. Sh shockingly, shockingly, the GP guy didn't come over and dominate. It's it's amazing. Oh, wow. Okay, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into this whole thing uh, because this will be like a five-hour-long show. I mean, we've been in it before, and uh, the only GP guy that has come and dominated was Hurlings. Well, I'm pretty sure Dylan Ferrandez, oh, Ken no, Roxton, and Marvin I'm McCann. steer clear of that because then we can talk about Roxton, who came from GPs. We can talk Frenchy about just Mark. won his third championship. See that just won his third title. Yeah, and so you better calm her down. Talk about, who else you want to talk about? Christoph Porcel. Okay, but you're talking about that. guys over multiple years, yada, yada, yada. Not one of these guys has guys. come over and immediately started whooping ass like that. Not even okay, Kenny. Sebastian Tortelli came over here and whipped ass his first. Mikel Pashan did, so yeah. All John right, Michelle cool. Bale. So we're going yeah. we're going back to the nineties and early two thousands. That's where we're going with this. I mean Ken Roxon kinda came over here and started dominating right away, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god. So anyway, these these hot these hot picks here. Cole, you uh you had for two fifty class Nick Gaines, thirty six points. And for the four fifty yeah. class, Alex Ray at sixty eight points for a total of hundred and four. 
Justin, you fared slightly better. You had Dylan Schwartz uh, with 60 points in the 250s and Justin Heft with 86 points in the 450s for a total of 146. And the most dominant player out of the three of us here was me with Stank Dog in the 250 class with 74 and Matt Huber in the 450 class with a solid 100 score, netting me a total of 174 points to absolutely dominate the hot picks. Well, we got to let you win something, man. Yeah, I know, right? I was just about to say the same thing. Yo, here's what I'm saying. Save your pennies, boys, because next year it's a $100 bet for the course of each season. (laughs) What are we doing? What are we now? Industry idiots for a $100 iron? No, no. This is is just the three of us. $100 bet each. We're going to do hot picks every week. We'll track it. I'll have it on a spreadsheet with totals. We're going to oh do one bet for each Dude, season. I can't swing $100, man. I'm, I don't run a multi-million dollar pizza place, and I don't run a multi-million dollar powder coating place. Well, then sell the Husky. I just sling boots and helmets. Sell the Husky, buy a Honda, and then you'll have an extra 100 bucks. That's on your body. Oh, I'm going to Moto Land Sunday, Saturday, whenever I went, Sunday. Oh, boy, I'm loads this fresh-ass Honda, and it didn't even start. Okay. Well, then get a Suzuki. So yeah, get a Suzuki. Get then you'll Suzuki. have two hundred dollars. There you go, man. Get a Suzuki. I'll just have Mitchell Harrison give me one, one of his practice bikes for next year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's let's just take it down. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. So. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So save your pennies, boys, because we're doing that next year. And then we're one doing. One of my garage mates is in. Huh? <laughs> really. Yeah, he said he's in for a hundred. He he loves to go to a casino. Who? Rusty nuts, eight thirty eight. Oh, perfect. Hey man, I'm I'm not against taking taking rich people's money. It's totally fine. <sighs> ask him if okay. he's ask him if he's gonna buy into the Champions Cup League. Are you buying into the Maloof Money Cup? The Maloof. The what? The, Glo- <laughs> the Glory Cup. Or actually, it's the Moto Aftermath Glory Hole Cup. <laughs> It'll cost you sixty nine dollars. Sixty nine bucks. It, it's going to be five dollars. <laughs> That's a five dollars for the glory hole cup. <laughs> he said he's in. All right, it's a solid oh, investment. Man. It's a solid investment. So, um, okay, yeah. cool. So, I mean, realistically, this is a short call because we don't have another race coming up until we get into Supercross. So. Anybody heard anything else on Supercross? I hear January 16th is going to be the first round. Yeah, really? I uh, I got a hold of my guy that I know, my my unnamed source that works for Feld. What, is he, uh, okay. what does his name rhyme with? Um, I call him Schmoblow. Schmoblow? Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, what did he? What, yeah. did, what did your inside source, Feld, Feld guy, tell you? Um, he said, guaranteed going racing. Kind of basically what we hear on Paul all the time. Probably going to be St. Louis, um, a Saturday race, a Tuesday race, and then a Saturday. I don't really want to stay in St. Louis for three days. Because I'm <laughs> definitely not stay staying all week. Day. What? Yeah, so I don't I, – and then he, I asked about fans. He said that's the plan, but you never know with what everything going on right now. It's still kind of up in the air, but look for something by the end of the month. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing too is like two, three weeks we'll – in the next couple of weeks, we'll hear something. Um, yeah. So, fun story so for you guys today. Uh, listening to Cooksey and the Coach podcast, 
Cooksey starts talking about how he was trying to get a media pass at Paula. And so he called text something. Um, uh, what's his nuts? Um, who owns the series? Why can I not think of his name right now? Davy Coombs. Yeah. And Davy's like, okay, get a hold of the guy that uh, does the media thing, Brandon or whatever. He gets a hold of Brandon, and Brandon's like, yeah, you're not getting one. And then he texts Davy, and Davy's like, basically backs him up and is like, yeah, sorry, you can't have one. And basically, it came down to, uh, to uh, Cooksey had wrote an article. And he quoted Coach Rob as uh, basically saying that Loretta's is a shit show, meaning like it's so busy the first few days that it's like a shit show around there just because everybody's running in every different direction to get their first motos in whatever. And they were pissed about it. And so I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I text Cooksey and um, I got a, I got a little bit more to the story. And, uh, oh, you're just a dude up and you're boys now. Well, I wouldn't say boys. I DM'd him. Uh, but anyway, uh, but I, there was a little bit more to the story and I'll tell you guys off the air because I don't really want to blow him out. Uh, but there was a little bit more to that story and, uh, it's gonna, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like a, whoa, I can't believe that kind of shit happened. So yeah. Who said motocross people don't hold grudges? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, everything that goes on in motocross and sanctioning body and, uh, you know, anything that goes on doesn't surprise me because it's the most corrupt fucking thing. Dude, everybody that's in power in motocross and supercross, they're all two-faced. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the U.S. government, to be honest. Well, he said on his podcast, and you can, you guys can go listen to it, the, the story he told on there, and then he basically, after they wouldn't give him a uh, press pass, he he said, well, no problem. I will buy my ticket to go to every race I want to from here on out, and I will write whatever the fuck I want to about you guys. And uh, I th- that was the reason I messaged him, because I was like, you know, it's a funny story. I tried to get a press pass a few years ago. They told me no. I asked them, okay, like, what do I have to have view-wise, et cetera? And they basically told me, like, there's no way. It doesn't matter. And they didn't have an answer for me. And so I decided the same thing you did, which was, fine, no problem. I will buy my tickets. I will go, and we'll be good to go. So, um, yeah, that was it was quite interesting uh, to hear from him, though, and hear some, some other things. So, yeah, like I said, we'll talk after we get off the call here in a couple minutes. But, uh, but yeah, that uh, – that was definitely interesting. So, well, you know, just how it works. Don't don't write stupid shit about people, and you won't get uh, you won't get blackballed. Yep. Um, okay. So, anything else about fantasy though? Before we get off the phone here, or before we we um, shut down the show? No, I was just wondering if you guys had any kind of strategy going into the season. So, like, I tried to kind of stick with a strategy. I mean, I'm not a very good example here because I did so shitty. Um, but my strategy was kind of to, to watch practice, see what was going on, make sure I set a team early in the week, um, and I would go conservative for three guys, or I mean my two guys, my all-star, and then one send-it guy just to kind of get that extra little bit of points. So that was kind of my strategy. Um, I don't know what you guys did, if you guys tried to go the conservative route or all really high handicap guys, or, or how did you guys approach it? Uh, you want to go first, Travis, or you want me to go? Uh, I'll go. My my strategy is to – I listen to the Pulp Fantasy show. I focus in pretty hard. I usually listen to that first thing in the morning, focus in pretty hard on that, make my picks as they're going along so I have a team in, 
and then I watch practice on Saturday, try to keep up with if anybody gets hurt, if anybody, you know, whatever, looks way better in practice than we think, and then adjust picks on Saturday. But at least I always have a team in um, Wednesday at this point or Thursday whenever it comes out. And so, like I said, then I then I try to adjust Saturday. Uh, but I'm thinking next year there's going to be a lot more send it mode in because, um, yeah, I'm trying to uh, trying to win, trying to dominate pretty much everything. See, for me, I'm going to be the odd man out on this because I've said this before. I don't really listen to the Pulp Fantasy podcast and stuff. I do every now and then, but I don't really listen to it. And for me, this summer, I didn't really have a strategy because I always had to put in picks on Friday because I don't have time to look at even qualifying or watch practice on Saturdays because I'm so busy. So it was just kind of lucky that it turned out that way. But for Supercross, being how I'll be home before practice ends, this year for Supercross, my strategy kind of is for the All-Stars to basically just whoever's got the momentum rolling. But as far as the other guys, 450s, I don't think any of us here knowing how stacked the 450 class is, we're going to pick high handicap guys because let's be honest, there's only going to be about two real privateers that will probably make 450 mains every week. So for me, I'm kind of that. What's that? Yeah. If the, I mean, I'm looking at like A Ray and I don't even know who would be the other guy. Well, I'm talking. Li- I mean, last year we had like 18 factory guys at A1, and now you're throwing Ferranis in the mix and you're throwing Macarath in the mix. And so. possibly Dungey. So, I mean, yeah, you're looking no, at. No, Dungey's, Dungey's, Dungey's not coming back. Oh, he's not. He was on Pulp last night. He's he's not coming back. Okay. Well, either way. He's a fucking word he says. Even if, even if that's true, you're still – you add in Frenchie, you add in McElrath, you add in Sexton, you know, you're still looking at, you know, one to two possible guys if yeah, shit goes I'm gonna, wrong. I'm going to jab you a little bit, Justin. Okay, why? Does Max Anstey make mains? Oh, of course, dude. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he make mains? There'd be no reason for him not to. I mean, I could – yeah. I don't, I don't see him not making mains. I mean, it's – the healthier that he gets with his Achilles tendon, and now that he's going to have more time, even more time than he did last, or this year to get ready for Super, or last year going into this year to get ready for Supercross, yeah. I don't know how he's going to do, but I don't see him not making mains. But um, as far as the 450 guys, I think that you're going to have to be a little bit conservative because, like I said, the, the high handicap guys, it's going to be very rare that you're going to see a guy with a high handicap make it in. But for 250s, my strategy kind of is to go with one guy that's consistent and then always have two guys that have a handicap over eight to nine. Cause I'm just like, you kind of always have those guys that just kind of slip in there every now and then. So that's really my only strategy is, is to have my all-star one consistent guy and then just kind of fucking send it with the other two. And if they make it in, they make it in. If they don't, they don't. Yeah. But Solid. So that's kind of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to, to see how, matt plays the game because i don't know matt very well like you guys do or, or like you do travis but um kind of what you said he's he's more of like that the casual fan and, and he gets pretty analytical with it whereas we oh, i think we tend to overthink it like we know you know we know barsha is better in you know soccer dirt than the hard pack and then we know how a guy's riding style is and we factor in the whoops and all that kind of stuff so um, well, it'd be kind of interesting to hear how he does it if he just goes based solely off numbers. Well, my question for you guys is, is being how we just kind of talked about with the 450 guys, I'm more curious on how they run some of the handicaps because you're going to still have a lot of fast dudes that aren't going to be all-stars. So, like, right. if, you're, if you're looking at, you know, someone like Bloss, who's very inconsistent, but we know on good nights that he can, like, he showed at the end of, in Utah. 
he can be a top five guy or somebody like if Bogle gets off to a rough start or so on and so forth. I'm more curious how they're going to go dishing out the handicaps for some of these guys that can be podium guys if the night goes right. You know, that's what's more interesting for me. Like, because I can't see them going with like, unless it's like Bogle, for example, unless his years is going terrible, which it could because it has the last couple of years, him with a 10 handicap. Like, I just can't see them giving him a 10 handicap. But that, that's to me, is going to be more interesting to see what they do with that than anything in the 450 class. True. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's I'm just I'm just in a wait and see mode at this point. Just wait and see. And well, I think you could say Bowers too might make it in. I think Bowers you could say would probably make it in too. I guess he'd be the other guy. Yeah, but I'm I'm with I'm you. Sick. Oh my God! Wait, hold on. Breaking news. Have you guys oh, heard about this? Uh, shit. Who is it? Walker. Uh. Texas Ranger. No, Walker Robin. Um. Shit, who's the other guy? It's WR something. Uh, Starling. Walker, Starling Walker, Ro- Wa- yeah, Walker, Robin, Starling team. The WRS team. No, who, who's funding that, Dr. Walker? I have absolutely oh, zero idea. But Starling was on Pulp last night, and they are this team, and supposedly Walker's riding East Coast Supercross. So prep oh, yourself boy. for that. Can you so pull up his number show? or something? Of course, Paul has Jeff Walker's number. The boy yeah, I have his number. Yeah, why? Do you want to interview him? Call him right now. The fuck? You want me to add him into the call? Yeah. Just a cold call? Yeah, cold no, call him. dude. He's posting selfies on Instagram with his tongue out saying, come watch me on Twitch. Bro. <laughs> call, bro, call, call him right now. Let's, let's cold call him. No. All right, fine. Can you text him and see if he'll do an interview and then send me his number if he says yes? I think I'll, I'll just give you his number. I seen another thing though with some more information about where some guys are going uh, with Shimoda and Travis. You might already know this because they might already talk about this, but I guess Shimoda. No, I guess Shimoda. Yeah, Shimoda's going to Phoenix, but I guess Carson Mumford is going to Michael Lindsay's team possibly. That's there's wow. a, yeah, there's a rumor wow. there. There, I, there was a whole bunch. They threw around a bunch the last night on Pulp. There was Penwright. There was Michael Lindsay's team. There was uh, MCR possibly picking up 250D. I mean, there is all sorts of shit, man. Who knows? Well, you know who I feel really uh, bad for is Brandon Hartrack. Take all the parts out of the Geico shop. <laughs> Here's what I want to know. Are they selling those Geico bikes? Because I would like to buy one. Really? If you buy a Geico bike, I will, I will lick your balls to ride it. Okay, that's just... Mm, no. No. Haven't... You've never, you've never rode a Geico bike? Some kid had one. Who was it that had... Um, Kyle Jean. Who was it, Justin? Kyle Jean had a practice bike of Barsha's, but that yeah. only came from the one chick's fucking. She rides it, or she helps out. At, she used to help out at Martin all the time. Yep. Bruce Martinez? Not. That's what. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, not Bryce Martinez. She's a little blonde girl. Oh. Or not. She's not little, but she's a blonde girl. I don't know. She always rode on the. Maybe I don't fucking. That might be her name. I don't know. She, her fucking dad has like the hookup with some of the guy. He used to have the hookup with Geico shit, and Kyle Jean bought it from her because, like I said, it was Barsha's practice bike. Well, uh, like, like I said, I'd like to buy. Yeah, I built that. I built that motor before. It wasn't anything as special. I mean, the motor had the head had. Uh, it was decked and it had head work done to it. But other than that, it wasn't like anything crazy. I know. They just <laughs> said it. They just said it was a super. Like I remember talking to Kyle because he came over and rode that day that I came down and rode at the house you and your dad were living at at the time. Yeah. And he just said it was like the smoothest running bike he'd ever rode. So, 
I would oh, be in, I would be wrong. interested was, to get one. Yeah, it was it was it was it was tuned, but it wasn't like anything crazy. I don't care. It's I can still say I got a Geico Honda. Oh well, you get about uh, you know ten fifty or fifteen grand. You uh, you can go buy one. I'm in. Let's do it. All right. Let's make All it right. happen. Go for it. So right, maybe you can buy you know maybe you can buy Alex Martin's uh, 250F when JGR sells them. Well, that would be cool too. Except for I don't want to be a Suzuki guy and just kick it, bro. I would rather be a Honda guy and push the button. Oh God, Jesus! All right, is so there? Can you ride your bike one time, Cole, and all of a sudden he wants to be a button guy? I wanted to be a button guy before that. My fucking pit bike's oh, got God, a button. I smile every time I hit the button. <laughs> really? Travis was definitely faster on the Husqvarna after the two laps and almost ran out of gas. Yeah. Why? Did you watch the GoPro and pulling over? Uh, <laughs> no, I watched the intro to the GoPro, and that was about it. I had to shoot something, man. I had to have an intro. You couldn't just, like, pull up this clip of me, like, riding with uh, how about, stopping. How about the lap I did where the GoPro fell off, and then we found it? Yeah, I haven't I haven't done that yet. The worst part is is that you did that, so now i got to remember how to go in and flip that footage right side up. Hey, Cole, you still got your 125? Do I still have it? Yeah. 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 You gonna you gonna, you gonna ride any of that or ride that more next year or you know you just gonna kind of let it sit in your garage? Are you bringing that um, to Bucks? So I'm having. I'm, so I'm kind of waiting to see if I want to get an electron carb or what I want to do with it or. Yeah. I'm gonna take it to somebody and you know how to adjust floats. Yeah, it's not that hard, man. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, my dad thought he knew how to do it too, and it, it still runs like butt cheap. Are you sure it's the float though? I mean, it ran pretty sweet, and then I put a new needle and seat in it, and it's butt cheeks now. This is why you shouldn't work on bikes. It was just, it was just leaking fuel, dude. It did, was wild. Did you tell so Justin? Get electron carb. Do yourself a favor and just stop dealing with it. Did you? Uh, did right. you tell Justin about your chain at BCMC the other day? Did your chain fall off? Okay, we couldn't get the bolt loose, and then I because Travis had a fucking crescent wrench that he uses for his axle bolt. At least I had <laughs> tools. <laughs> and then I went home with my ratchet and ripped it right off. <laughs> Bro, we're literally at the track. He's like, "Oh shit, my axle's in backwards because I had the flag on for the dunes." He's like, "You got a thing to take this off?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Here, I got a crescent wrench because that's what I use at the track all the time, right?" Yeah. I give him the crescent wrench. He can't get it. He's like, here, give it a shot. I do it, and I'm doing the same thing he's doing, just a little more of like we're literally compressing the rear shock trying to get this fucking thing off, and it will not come off. And his chain is just like sloppy loose. Did you round the nut off? No. No, it, it's Gucci, dude. We're Gucci bandana. Come out the box Saturday. <laughs> Did she just say Gucci bandana? Yeah. You should get a butt patch that says that. Bro, I'm are you going to get that? Say, you should get, get that. You should get that 125. You need to get a picture of Justin Cooper's dog. All right. You should you should uh you should get that 125 running before Saturday and let me rip that through the sand. All right, well, I'll think about it. Cuz I would That's like to no. rip a 125 and like I'm That's a no. I think Max is going to bring his, but I don't know that I really want to rip that thing that hard. It makes me nervous. Yeah, well, I mean, he built it, so I wouldn't ride it. Well, it made it more than a lap last time we were riding at Ziegler, so that's impressive. Oh, uh, is he gonna is he gonna ride actually, or is he just bringing it out to show it? Oh no, he'll he'll ride if he brings it. So I don't uh, know. Is he I got to jump. I got to talk to him and see if he's going. Bro, he yeah, he doesn't really jump that much. 
Well, he said he'd do the leap if he was on a 450. So he's a that. woods guy, you know? bro. A woods and guy. And just told him how to do, uh, you know, like oppos and shit. So oh, he yeah. Do that now too. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's solid. I can't wait. Cole, you should show him how to do an oppo whip. You know, that's your specialty, man. Yeah. I don't know. Jesus I'm just gonna Christ. try. I'm just gonna try to throw the old 450 upside down over the over the big jump there. You know. Are we still uh, recording? Yes. Yeah, we're uh, still recording. I was waiting for you boys to wrap this up so I can, uh, so I can stroke off this Honda in front of me. All right, all right. Well, let's wrap this up then, because now we've been at it for thirty Dude, minutes. I'm also so staring at a brand new Enduro KTM. If it's if it's not a Honda, I don't care. Okay. All right, so thanks for tuning in, everybody, to our uh, wrap up pan- to our wrap up fantasy show here, wrapping up the final round of the 2020 motocross season. Make sure to check us out on all the major social media networks. Make sure to check out our sponsor, TLR Coatings, for all your powder coating needs. Uh, make sure to stay tuned here if you're listening in because we are going to go right into interviewing the league champion matt mitchell here in just a second and uh thanks boys we will see you guys or talk to you here i guess next week at some point hammer deep oh jesus hey, bye. all right all right what is up everyone now as promised here i have our moto aftermath show league champion on the line with us longtime friend and riding buddy of mine Matt Mitchell. Matt, how's it going today, bud? Oh, just wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So now you have won pretty much like three different fantasy things that I've been running over the past year. So I think I owe you about 18 t-shirts and a couple hats and uh, a few handfuls of stickers here when I see you at some point, which is which is sad because we live in the same town. So I re- this I shouldn't be this backed up. Yeah, I think that just means I'm like, the worst of the best because i haven't won an actual prize from anything yet you're working your way there you're you're yes, you're sir. up there so for anyone I, who doesn't I think know I, I got a number play this year you do you do which is super impressive you are i mean you are right up there with those guys so for anyone who doesn't know um you finished in the top 100 in the pulp mx fantasy uh overall for the year correct that's correct oh 70 yeah 70 overall combined Wow. Yeah, that's that's impressive. So um, according to what I have here, you finished the outdoor season with 4,158 points. Second place in our league had 4,053 points, so 105 points. So you had a pretty decent cushion going into the final round there. Um, maybe just talk a little bit here about uh, about your picks for the final round. And were you worried about not taking home this championship? So... You know, the key to success is never pick Joey Savacci. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to put that on a T-shirt. Um, but, yeah, aside from that, I just kind of played it safe and went with the picks that I thought would have a pretty high pick trend for the last round. Cause I was looking pretty good. I was in the top 100 combined and didn't want to do anything crazy to drop out of that. So um, Mitchell Falk didn't do well but he didn't do well for a lot of people, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, Mitchell Falk uh, kind of falked me right in the ass uh, for this one, so that wasn't uh, wasn't cool, Mitchell. Wasn't cool. So do you happen to have your team for the final round? Because I did not write that down. I'm a great host here, great radio. You know, no, so. and uh, you, didn't, you didn't give me any uh, 
pointers to get stuff ready. So no, I don't have that. Okay. All right. Well, no big deal. So, um, how do you, uh, how do you go about doing your picks, man? I mean, you don't have to give us all your trade secrets here, but what is a, uh, what's a typical Saturday? Do you do it on Saturday? Do you do it on like Wednesday, Thursday when the picks come out? What do you, I mean, what's your, what's your flow here for, uh, for picking for fantasy? So I try to do it on Saturday after qualifying comes out. Um, I like to, there's an option on the, on the fantasy page. You can download a CSV. So I import all the data into Excel and uh, kind of work with it from there. So it helps me quickly weed out who is projected to do well and who's projected to do bad. Uh, that's kind of where I start. Okay. Do you, um, now do you actually watch practice or do you strictly go off the statistics on the, on the worksheet? I mean, it depends. Um, outdoors is tough because it's summertime, and a lot of times I'm out doing stuff on Saturday, and I don't have the time to put into it. So I'll just go with, you know, a safer pick. Super cross, I usually watch practice, qualifying as much as I can. Um, but I just kind of go off of qualifying for the most part, and then just some gut feelings. Like, no, I don't trust that guy. I'm not going to pick him, even though he qualified well. Or like, hey, this guy was riding good, didn't get a good qualifying time, but he races well. He does well in these conditions. I'll probably go with him tonight. And so I, I kind of stick with the numbers for the most part, but I do stray from that just based on, I don't know, experience or gut feelings for the day. Okay. Now, did you have, uh, did you have somebody over the outdoor, over the course of the outdoor season that really stood out that it was like every other week you were picking him a not like, let's say a non-all-star. Was there someone that really stuck out? And I think we can talk about this because literally every outdoor season, there seems to be a, a breakout person this year. For example, we had, uh, what was it? Justin Rodbell. Uh, he, ha- he pretty much had breakout rides every single week. Um, was there, was there somebody on your list like that, that you were like, Oop, yep, I can pick them again this week. Their handicap's still pretty good. And I know they're going to put it in double points. Um, it was kind of tough. What I did like to do, um, is if I did really well, especially at some of those back to back rounds that was unique this year, I kind of rated them a little higher based on their previous finish because it's not very common you get to race the same track two weeks in a row okay all right cool man um and then i don't have anybody anybody in mind um because i don't really like i said i kind of just go by just the results from the start and kind of go from there okay and i'll look at the previous week or maybe the previous two weeks to see how they're doing if i can't decide um, but I don't, I don't go too much beyond that because it really is important. Like, what have you done lately? Okay. That, yeah. I mean, that's, that really is. I mean, literally the other day we were listening to, or I was listening to some silly season stuff and someone talked about Forkner on PC and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. He is still on PC. Like literally it's actually amazing how much someone like Forkner I can forget about, but like someone like Malcolm Stewart, who also doesn't race the outdoors, like he's always on my mind. But for some reason, a, a main guy like Forkner, who is a title contender and is fast and is on one of the best 250 teams out there, I like he just fades into oblivion when he's not around. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't like to pick Forkner in fantasy now that you mentioned that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's just his attitude or what, but he just doesn't seem to have the, 
the heart of a lot of riders that I like to pick. And I don't know, that might be a hot take, but it is what it is. I don't, I don't think it's a hot take at all. He's very wild card as far as is he going to hit the deck or not. And, in fact, Justin and them were like, you should talk to Kevin and see if he can get you an interview with Forkner, and then your head can explode. And I was like, oh, God, I can't, I can't interview that kid. That interview will be over in five seconds as soon as I go. So what happened with you and your chick, bro? Like, seemed like love at first sight, you know? <laughs> so. And I, I can't. I can't say how many times I picked him, but I was pretty big on Zacho throughout the this year, especially at the start of outdoors. I feel like he was a pretty solid pick most of the year here. I mean, you kind of, I think everyone had the same feeling. He won that last Supercross race. He was coming in with confidence. And then the first two rounds, I don't remember his exact finishes. I think he won one of the Loretta's rounds, but he, he did really well at both the first two. And you almost kind of just saw it coming and building. And you were like, well, if Tomac doesn't get it going here in the next couple, like Zach's going to start running away with this. And sure as shit, he kind of did until AC got on a roll. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, he was a solid pick all year for sure. Um, the, uh, I guess the, the last thing you threw out a stat at me the other day when we were texting back and forth about like your average, uh, score for the year like per event um and you were pretty close to the guy who won the whole whole outdoor series um i have your average score written down as 462 do you remember what the guy who won scored on average every round um which is just for outdoors i, I think it was i want to say it was like 498 okay i was gonna say i know you were close like 30 some points but i couldn't remember exactly so um, yeah, so that's pretty, that's pretty good there, man. If you're within, if you're that close, I would, I would give a lot to average 462 points per, I mean, I scored like a hundred less in the last round. Let's face it. My, my last three rounds, pretty much it was a plane crash for me every single week. Dumpster fire teams, like could not win for losing. So it was, yeah, and I, I think my lowest score was like a three or five or something too. So, um, you really have to minimize those and. You can't just, like, send it every week and try to get a weekly prize. I mean, I guess if that's what you're going for. Um, I kind of looked at it as what's it going to take to get a weekly average and, you know, kind of go for the season as a whole and not really worry week to week. And that's kind of why I never picked – I don't usually pick the FFLs either. Yeah, those those I try to shy away from, but in outdoors it's nice because you, A, get two tries, and B, I mean – at one point here over the last couple of rounds, I heard the statistic for AC leading the first lap was like he'd led like seven out of eight of them. And it's it was almost like a done deal. I did pick him a couple of times for first lap leader just because I'm like, man, these are pretty much guaranteed points. Yeah, I mean, maybe I could look into that a little bit more and I could make a dent in that 30 points a week that I need to make up. Yeah, I, and like I said, it. De- I mean, it, the, the AC being the first lap leader was pretty much – a given and like it hit you in the face so much it was like you almost had to see it and be like yep that's that's probably a thing should probably be doing that so um so i guess going forward for 2021 here for as far as fantasy goes are you uh are you planning to join any of like the uh money leagues for pulp or are you gonna are you gonna do the five dollar buy-in for our big prize league for next year are you gonna do any of that stuff or are you just staying low-key and non-paying at this point well, uh, 
I didn't know you had a buy-in league, so that's my bad. I've been <laughs> oh no, that's okay. Content lately, <laughs> we've we've only been throwing that around for like the last couple weeks here. We originally were going to do a completely free league with a big, uh, or no, we weren't going to do a free league. We were going to do a a big buy-in league with the prize of a bike. However, I find out that there's some legality issues with that, with giving away a bike that I just don't want to pay for um, at this point because we're not making a whole lot of money doing this. So. I decided to scrap the bike idea, uh, but we are going to give away um, some decent prizes here for, uh, we're going to do, like I said, like a $5 buy-in money league. And I think like first place in my head right now is going to be a full A-Stars kit. Um, I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to do, I know for sure we're going to do jersey pants, gloves. I'm on the fence whether we're going to do a helmet or boots or both i guess we'll kind of see how many signups we get as to how much it's costing me out of pocket but um i think we're gonna i think we're gonna do that uh for the main prize and then from there i don't know beyond that we'll see what i can get my hands on and where we're at financially wise at this point uh but but that's the that's the main plan for like the big giveaway for the for the money league there so um, and then we'll do, we'll do a minor prize for our normal free league too. Uh, that'll be like a, like a swag pack or something. But, uh, but yeah, are you going to, are you going to do any of like the pulp money leagues, like the industry idiots or anything? I don't know if I'll get into industry idiots just cause I don't really know any of those guys. Like, yeah, I listen to the pulp show. I like it, but, um, yeah, I joined your league just cause I know a handful of people in the league and I can always, you know, shoot the shit with you guys. Um, but yeah, I guess that's one good way to make sure I don't do well next year is to put more money on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why we're trying to keep the, uh, the buy-in league that we're doing low, low cost. We don't, we don't want anybody out too much. So we're just, uh, just something. And basically just to cover the cost of what we're basically trying to give away. It's basically like buying a raffle ticket and supporting the show a little bit. So um okay man well cool well i appreciate you coming on here and uh not filling us in on all your secrets but at least giving us a little insight on how your uh your week to week goes and uh hopefully uh we'll wish you some good luck for next year but honestly i hope i whoop your ass next year in fantasy and uh i'm yeah, like i said the next time i see you i owe you like 28 t-shirts and some some hats and stickers and all sorts of other stuff in between because you've won a couple different leagues that I've put on now. So um, thanks for coming on, Matt, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, take it easy.